0: This is the Life and Times of Video Game Soundbite. I'm Richard Moss. The legendary game designer Chris Crawford has a lot of strong opinions, and those opinions have probably been as much a constraint on his efforts to develop interactive storytelling as they've been an aid to his progress. His progress not only in developing interactive storytelling, but also in his broader effort to turn games into a great new art form. But the famed Balance of Power creator is a genius of immense talent, in one particular area – simulation. It's an area that he sadly put less effort into during his years pursuing this metaphorical dragon that protects the riches of interactive storytelling. Which is not to say that those skills have been wasting away, because part of the challenge of interactive storytelling is in building simulations of human interaction, emotion, and personality but it still is something that he's been using rather less, we might say, efficiently. And so when I interviewed him for episode 30 on his famous dragon speech, I asked him if he'd have pursued this dragon had he known he'd still be chasing it three decades later. And he admitted that he probably would have not. He'd have instead put his energy into making more simulations, teaching people to think in a way that He only recently realized is rare. He calls it process-intensive thinking. And here in this excerpt from our interview, he explains what it means, why he thinks it's rare, and how he believes it will eventually reshape our society. And now, so as you've just said, you concluded as though you were Don Quixote uh, charging out of the room after that dragon. And uh, the the way people um, remember Don Quixote, the character, is sort of this um, this fool who refused to accept the reality set before him, who would fight giants that others see as windmills, and and always yep. strive to reach the unreachable, which uh, certainly has some parallels to you. Do you still see yourself as a Don Quixote character now? <sighs>
1: Yes, in the sense that I am tackling a a challenge that is too great to be tackled. The big difference is that Don Quixote's opponents were imaginary, whereas my opponent is very real. Uh, This problem of art through the computer, that is a profoundly important problem uh boy this gets into a lot of history the development of writing ultimately was what was responsible for science and technology if you go through the long long history of all of this uh it all started really it started with the uh with the sea peoples in the end of the bronze age in 11 about uh Eleven hundred uh, BCE and clearing out the Aegean. I won't go into this story, but basically, this it triggered a sequence of events that all uh, that ultimately led to rationalism in in uh, Greece and then logic, and then after about a thousand year hiatus, uh, uh, the Church's attempts to match theology with rationalism and Ultimately, that led to science, and that led to technology, and that's how we got here. Computers permit the expression of a completely different concept. Uh, writing permits ra- logical, sequential thinking. That is, the power of, of writing is that it allows you to audit uh the thoughts. That is, you can be going through a book here, and you're reading, blah, 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 and then you see something and you say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Back here, he said this. And you can see the contradiction. And that keeps us honest. And that forced us to be more and more rigorously logical which ultimately got us into science and so forth. Computers challenge us with a completely different kind of thinking, and that's what I call subjunctive thinking. It's also a form of of process-intensive thinking, thinking about the processes rather than the facts. Uh, And that is a profoundly different way of thinking about reality. And computers will, if civilization lasts long enough, will kick off another revolution the way writing kicked off a revolution. Now, the revolution in writing, stemming from writing, took about 2,500 or 3,000 years to get to where we are today. Uh, Computers will take a long time because this is not Dependent upon the technology of the computer, it's dependent on the way it see the thinking style seeps into the culture, and it will take generations. But ultimately, uh, assuming civilization lasts very long, uh, I would, I would expect that uh, uh, people a few hundred years from now will be much much more comfortable thinking in terms of scenarios and subjunctivity. Well, okay, let's imagine the tree of possibilities. It could branch out this way, branch out that way. And ultimately thinking in terms of the processes that lead, that, that produce results rather than the actual facts. Uh, a good example of that was balance of power where all I did was I took some basic geopolitical principles and I expressed them mathematically, and they were pretty simple things. And then I bundled them all up and set in a conflict and so forth, and bingo. And it allowed you to play with complex geopolitical situations. The, whole, the, the essence of that design was in the processes that were going on the way things happened. And it wasn't so important to know what the world is as how it works. And I am very disappointed to observe that, well, I I haven't seen, but I don't think we've seen a a program addressing geopolitics that is – that gets into the processes of geopolitics as deeply as balance of power did, which is really disappointing. Uh, the way I said it once was, people should have left me in the dust 10 years after balance of power. And many of them still haven't even caught up. And that that's one of the things about the, di- the alien way I think. I think in terms of processes. Uh, And so people aren't very good at that. But computers will teach the culture to think in terms of processes.
0: If you'd like to learn more about Chris Crawford and his massive importance to the history of the games industry, be sure to listen to episode 30 of the show. It's called The Dragon Speech, in reference to Chris's brilliant 1993 lecture at the Computer Game Developers Conference. And it's a contender for my favourite episode of the show so far. You can support the life and times of video games by telling other people about it as the easy way, by making a donation via paypal.me slash mossrc, which helps a lot in making time for the show, or by subscribing to my Patreon, which has pricing tiers starting at $1 a month and a variety of perks set for each tier from $3 up to $30. And this really is how I fund the show. You can find out more at patreon.com slash lifeandtimes of video games or on my website at lifeandtimes.games slash donate. I'll be back soon with more stuff. I've got lots of stuff planned for 2021. But I'm hoping it's going to be a big year for the show. But first I've got to finish writing my new book's manuscript for Shareware Heroes. Until then, I hope you are having a great start to 2021. My name is Richard Moss, and this was A Life and Times, a video game soundbite. Thanks for listening. I'll see ya.